Hello and welcome to the new episode of Dakota Boys Talk Movies. Um, we're going to start kind of a new um, segment we're going to do every once in a while with the show. Kind of a what if thing. Uh, movies that that never happened but almost did. That's right folks, we're branching out. And so we were trying to figure out where to start with this because there's a lot of juicy ones, a lot of interesting movies that weren't made. But what we thought might be an interesting place to start just because it's kind of kind of uh in the zeitgeist right now because they're 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 doing it now for real <laughs> is uh the the dead movie uh George Miller's Justice League Mortal, which would have come out in well, it was kind of in that 2007-2008 era. It kind of kept getting pushed. I think originally it was going to be 2007, and then it got pushed to 2008, and now never happening. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the production on this movie actually shot ahead pretty quick. Uh, depending on who you talk to, they had gone in for um, every... They had the cast, and they had gone in and did costume fittings, and supposedly the costumes were actually being made as as the writer's strike of 0708 happened and then after that it was just everything spiraled downward yeah and that and that is one of the things you could say that maybe killed this movie was that in that time frame the writers guild uh went on strike and it affected a lot of TV shows um some of that I was watching at time period that it really affected would have been heroes yeah, the strike pretty much doomed Heroes from what yeah, I remember. Because Heroes was had a just hugely successful season one and the writer's strike happened in season two and they kinda had a cut off where they were going and it just really hurt that show when it could never recover. It tried three more seasons to recover from that and never really could. Um it also is what caused maybe some of your favorite shows to have shorter seasons, like The Office had a shorter season and a few others um during that time. Um, yeah, from what I remember, a lot of Hollywood movies either got stalled or they just decided, okay, we're just going to go with the script because they couldn't, they couldn't change the scripts. I know, uh, one of those instances is J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movie. He just decided to go with what he had. So who knows, who knows had the strike not happened, what he would have changed. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of rewrites that that happened with these things. And, and so, but so that's part of what played into why this movie ever, never happened, but there's a lot of other things. It was kind of a movie that just kept hitting roadblocks, um, and very interesting roadblocks. But first off, I think it'd be interesting to talk about is this was before the Marvel cinematic universe. I mean, maybe Kevin Feige was starting to map out, you know, obviously Iron Man was probably, um, in being worked on and going to be start filming, but this was before, you know, yeah, five this, years before the Avengers came out. Yeah, some people would argue that uh, this is before Kevin Feige was even running things because at this point in time, A.V. Arid, I don't know if you people remember him, was still still like the big the big guy in charge of the Marvel movies. Yep. Um, he was the one who sold uh, the X-Men to Fox along with Daredevil and Ghost Rider. Uh, Spider-Man went to Sony. I think so did Blade. I think went to Sony too. Yeah, it's a Sony. Yeah, but yeah, that's it's before what we think of as comic book movies now. The way they are, 
it was completely before all of that back when uh, I think it was two years after the Batman Begins came on the scene. Yeah, so there was no universe building. It was, hey, we, you know, Warner Brothers had just the DC universe to them, so they had it all. It wasn't split up like Marvel was. And they're like, let's make a Justice League movie. And then they got George Miller on board, kind of a Warner Brothers sweetheart, I think. He was a guy who had done things for him, but hadn't really done a movie in a while. It would have been Babe Pig in the City. Well, basically, this movie didn't happen. Yeah. And Mad Max Fury Road was kind of ended up being his comeback movie. But this could have been his comeback movie, which could have been interesting. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's easy to... Uh, I don't know if it would or or wouldn't have, though. Well, I, I, I'm not saying positive, yeah. like necessarily positive. It just would have been interesting if this would have been like his first movie back after like his family films yeah. he had been doing like Happy Feet and Babe oh. Pig in the City. What I find interesting is uh, this is at a time when we had our Batman and our Superman because Brandon Routh yep. uh, was playing Superman at this time in Superman Turns and then Christian Bale was Batman. And here we had another Batman and Superman. Uh, Army Hammer was supposed to play Batman and then... Uh, for those of you who don't know DJ Controna, he was in the most recent G.I. Joe movie, and he's also in... Crap, he's on a TV show right now. I'm just drawing yeah, a blank. Yeah, uh, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, he's in Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. so that would have been mostly because, well, nobody liked Brandon Routh, <laughs> and Christian Bale didn't want to do any more Batman you know, he he was doing the Christopher Nolan sticking to that universe. And so what was going to happen here is is Warner Brothers was basically just going to start another Batman and Superman in a different universe with the Justice League. And, and it was a, just an oddly, even in that time period, this would have been an interesting cast because they were either um, nobodies at this point. Or you're going with that person? Like Adam Brody for The Flash? Yeah, Adam Brody. And everybody knows him now as Immortan Joe, but what's his name in, in real life? The guy played Immortan Joe in um, Mad Max Free Road. Hugh, 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 Key, Hugh Keys Burns. Yes. Yeah, he's an Australian guy, George Miller's buddy. He was going to be Martian Manhunter, which would be the green-skinned um, alien guy maybe you've seen in the animated shows. So, yeah, essentially he was, um, I don't know, maybe they picked him because he does kind of have a, does he can do like a really, as like he did in uh, Mad Max, his voice can, can kind of get really, really deep and rough. <laughs> and I think maybe yeah. that's what they were going for. Yeah, maybe, yeah, just going for the voice because, well, and then that's another interesting aspect is, um, for a while, there was talk of making this a motion capture movie, yeah, similar to uh, Beowulf, which would have been yeah. the motion capture movie of this time period, which uh, wasn't a real good motion capture movie. Everyone kind of was lifeless looking, yeah, and like even though they were taking actual like motion capture means someone's playing that part, and then they're just you know, animating them to be however they want them to kind of look and stuff. But the, the key to it, it is, is like, Oh, it's so we can use their natural movements. Nobody seems natural in Beowulf. Yeah. I think they spent too much time, uh, trying to 
trying to work on Angelino's how Angelino Jolie's body was going to look. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and like, trying to make uh, Ray Winstone look hunky or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so it just was like, okay. You know, just like an interesting cast. I'm trying to think who else. Was, oh, Jay Baruchel was going to be the villain, which those of you probably know him best as the voice of Hiccup in the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Yeah, they. Um, uh, Talia Al Ghul was supposed to be featured in this too, but I don't remember who it was that they got to play her. Yeah, and so just kind of like you know, and and you could say, well, maybe it's similar to what a lot of people have thought over the years with. Other superhero movies like, uh, you know, oh, Tobey Maguire, are we sure he's going to work as Spider-Man? And then people liked him. And, oh, Ben Affleck. And then he works, you know, and thing, you know, as as Batman. And so I guess it's kind of always been a little bit of the thing is maybe this could have worked. I don't know. Army Hammer got a chance to play a superhero more recently. Well, a, form, a kind of superhero. <laughs> well, in a way, more similar to Batman because he's just a human who takes on you know, the bad guys, he played the Lone Ranger, and I think a lot of things hurt the Lone Ranger more than maybe Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, there was too much going on with that movie. But, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, so many things this movie could have could have been, but kind of the rundown of the plot maybe might be interesting. What are some of the things that were going to be in the plot here, Dakota, that <laughs> were kind of interesting? Um, well, uh, from what I know, the story actually comes from, uh, two, two separate stories, uh, from the DC comics. One is Tower of Babel, where, uh, Superman comes up with ways to neutralize other version or other members of the Justice League. Why? Because he's Batman and, you know, he, he creates safeguards, um, just in case, you know, something happens, like. Say, not necessarily Superman, but a Kryptonian comes to Earth and decides to, you know, wreck downtown Metropolis. He had a... Superman is... Or, sorry. Batman is a guy who basically wants to be prepared for any possible outcome. And so he sees all these people as superheroes. And they're his allies. You know, they're his friends. Maybe friends, maybe a little reach for, in some ways. But... He also knew that they were very powerful, and he wanted to make sure there were safeguards in place. Just as he knew, if he if something if he went off the deep end, he knew the superpowered people could stop him. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what the Tower of Babel was about. The uh, somebody uh, got a hold of his plans, his safeguards to uh, to stop these these other heroes in the Justice League. Um, and they kind of kind of put them into effect against the league. And another another story that kind of tied into the script was uh, this one that would have been a lot more recent. It was called the OMAC Project, and that was uh, kind of a complicated story in where Batman had created this supercomputer that could turn people uh, using, I think it was nanites into essentially um, one-man armies. That's what OMAC stands for. And the things were incredibly powerful. They were kind of controlled by the supercomputer. Uh, they're invulnerable. It would be almost like it'd be almost like going against going up against one of them would be like going up against a legion, of, like uh, 
like Iron Man, essentially, it, except uh, it was almost nearly invulnerable. And that's where the villain Maxwell Lord was going to come into play because he had manipulated the whole project and kind of ended up controlling it. And then he eventually set it against uh, the whole Justice League. Yeah, I just kind of... You know, it could have been interesting. Some of the things that people have pointed out from the script that are really, that would have been very uh, interesting just in where uh, Warner Brothers slash DC has decided to go with their movies is Aquaman really using fish, you know, heavily yeah. as, as helpers in aiding him and things like that. Yeah, he was going to have lobster armor apparently. Yeah, or at least lobster-inspired-looking armor on his arms and things like that. Yeah, it just, just kind of interesting. And what's another thing that's interesting to point out is that now this is two. Let's see, two thousand seven. You know, this would have had a two hundred and twenty million dollar budget, which is a huge budget. This would have been like one of the biggest budgets in that time period until a few years later when. James Cameron did Avatar, which had like an undisclosed yeah. <laughs> budget, and people just assume three hundred million was the best guess on what he spent on that, just because of the time and energy he put into it. But you know, a huge budget, definitely George Miller's biggest budget, you know, that he's ever had in a movie since most of his movies were made with like his overtime hours working yeah. at the ER and things to make his Mad Max movies and things like that, and whatever you know, the Happy Feet movies had. Yeah, it just would have been, just would have been fascinating to see how this would have ended up, you know, and like wh- how this would have changed the DC um, universe because Zack Snyder seems to have just, whether by his own choice or not, followed almost in the footsteps of Christopher Nolan in keeping the kind of dark, sour tones, you know, and in a lot of ways you could say. Christopher, it's weird because you could say Christopher Nolan's movies have more color than Zack Snyder's. Yeah, that's have, uh, just in terms of like how the movie looks, you know, visually. Maybe not so much of what everybody's wearing, but yeah, the the thing with Christopher Nolan or wow, not Christopher Nolan with uh, with George George Miller. Excuse me. <laughs> sorry, the he's, thing he's with dying. <laughs> the thing with I'm sorry. The thing with George Miller is that. If you look at his films, even the very first uh, Mad Max movie, you're going to see like a lot of color, and he likes to. He yeah. does like to do that. And- I think that would have been interesting just to see. I'm guessing this would have been like if they would have actually done a live caption, <laughs> live action, and not motion capture. It's like, would this have been like a live action Justice League animated? You know, like the Justice League animated show that was pretty colorful. Yeah. It's like, that would have been pretty interesting to see, you know, have it like that. I think it it would have been incredibly interesting um, just because of the fact that with this recent Superman we kind of had, um, I'm not really that big of a fan of his suit. Um, And um, like we said earlier, around the same time, Superman Returns had come out and I absolutely hated that suit. Just hated it with the passion. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. Who knows what 
how they would have done it, but um, I think kind of the brighter colors do look better on Superman. I think it's when they try to like mute the colors or make them dark, then it's just like, uh, what what are they doing? Um, another uh, character I would really like to see was Common. Yeah, the rapper Common was supposed to play uh, was supposed to play Green Lantern in this. Of course, that would be the John Stewart version of Green Lantern. So, um, they, they had someone cast for Aquaman, but, uh, I can't remember his name. He was on the show Heroes. Oh, uh, Aquaman? Yeah. It would have been, uh, uh, Rodrigo Santerra, however you say his name. He was the guy who, like, painted. Yeah. He, like, uh, um... He was the guy, if you remember, who like would go into like a trance and paint pictures that told the future. And yeah, he would have been Aquaman, which would have been really interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't think because that's what I'm saying, people. This just had like a crazy cast, like just probably the craziest cast, just because everyone in the cast was like really, really. But it was written by this couple. Their last name is Mulroney. And what is it? Michelle and Kieran and Mulroney, who, when this failed, went on to do the sequel to Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. They ended up writing that when this kind of fell through. Everyone who read the script loved it. They said it was like a fun read. It was, it was impressive. It had everything you would want in like a big superhero movie. You know, it kept a good pace. I mean, it had all these like. And then you figure with someone like George Miller on board, who a lot of people think is a great um, storyteller and visual storyteller, like, well, he must have seen something in it, too, that he would attach himself, even though, you know, because he's like one of those guys where some a lot of times, like, he wants to be also a writer, and maybe he was going to tweak on it. But, you know, there there was something there where everybody was on board to just throw $220, 250000000 million at this movie, and then to get such an interesting director choice to be involved with this. Yeah. In some ways I'm kind of, (laughs) even though this maybe could have, would have been like a big gamble in a lot of ways, if that cast would have worked, I kind of wish this movie would have happened just because it sounds like it would have been closer to the justice league. I like better, (laughs) you know, yeah, kind of more that animated show justice league. And the fact that they were going to use a story that would have had, you know, Batman more the villain in a sense, but just because he's paranoid and being Batman, you know, just all of that is more interesting, I think, to me. But it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, who knows, you know? Yeah. I, I honestly, it would have been, I, I think probably probably something new that we hadn't seen uh i mean even if they did it today if it if you know warner brothers is like well, okay we're gonna scrap all what we're doing and do it right now and they somehow got george miller to direct it i think i think it'd be interesting in a couple of ways especially knowing how the omax story uh, pretty much ended uh maxwell lord actually technically is a supervillain because he can control people's minds and in the script, from what I heard, is he was controlling Superman's mind. Uh, he ended up fighting Wonder Woman. He was attacking downtown Metropolis. Well, Wonder Woman's um, way of stopping all this was snapping Mac- 
Maxwell Lord's neck. And, of course, she got in a lot of trouble in the comics later. And I think George Miller really would have had the cojones to, like, try something like that. <laughs> like, just like, boom. And yeah, and they probably would have let him, yeah. too. That's the other interesting thing. Is they probably would have let him try that, you know, try that. Especially if this movie would have been popular it's like when sam raimi got a little little looser reins for the next spider-man movie you know where spider-man 2 is like sam raimi's trademarks are all over it you know it's basically a pseudo horror movie in a lot but like his his type of horror movie like cheesy screaming scenes and stuff like that you know that and so it's like yeah it would have been interesting to see where he went i don't know it's one of those things where you you just want to be able to say oh i would have liked it but it's like who knows yeah who knows uh, did we say he was going to play Wonder Woman? I believe her name was Megan Gale. Yeah. Was her name. I don't. I know she's a model, and she briefly showed up in uh, the last Mad Max movie, along with Hugh Keys Burns. Um, yeah, apparently uh, Miller liked them enough to remember them for a future movie. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so as far as who to blame for why we'll never get to see this movie... Um, you could blame the writer strike. You could blame uh, troubles with getting it filmed in Australia because they were really close to starting filming and things got goofy in Australia and they were going to have to move to Canada and then that wasn't working out. Uh, you could blame Christopher that. Nolan. <laughs> you could blame Christopher Nolan because some of the other scuttlebutt is that the studio got worried about having two Batman so close together. I know it's like just take your pick with why this didn't happen. Yeah, there was uh, there was some talk that he actually threatened to not make any more Batman because he felt this movie was going to piggyback off what he. Had done. <laughs> and so yeah, there you go. Um, pick your choice of who to blame. Whatever it was, we won't see this, but what we will see is apparently a documentary coming out in 2018. There's a documentary coming out called Miller's Justice League Mortal. I know it's a pretty clever title um, where they're just going to go over like the what happened, and I guess maybe they'll throw out their theory of why they think it wasn't made, which I'm guessing will have to do with one of these things since that's those are the things that were happening. Yeah, there's just a lot more that we're hoping to kind of talk about in the future and and just make you guys aware of just because it's kind of interesting to look into what they were going to do and some of them are like sequels like sequels that almost got made to popular movies and what they were thinking was going to be a good idea and so we're hoping to do more of these in the future but we thought we'd just start with this one and yeah just kind of but on your radar, and a lot of you who are in the comic book world are probably like, well, yeah, Just League Mortal, everybody knows about that. But I think there's a lot of people who don't really know that that was going to happen. Yeah, it was big news at the time, but that was almost that was almost 10 years ago. It was big news, and what's funny is there's probably a lot of people, at, you know, when it was going out going, who's George Miller? <laughs> Just because he was so in between, you know, things, unless you had, you know, the hardcore Mad Max fans or Happy Feet fans i don't know you know it's kind of like not many people really knew who he was but you know he's he is a pretty known director to a lot and now everybody knows him because of fury road being such a kind of phenomenon with with what it did um there's actually rumors that uh that george miller isn't isn't quite out of the whole realm of comic book movies just yet too because there's 
talks that he might direct a Green Lantern movie. So there you go. We didn't get this movie, but we might still get to see George Miller's take on a, on one of those characters anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'd like. I'd be interested in seeing where he'd go with Green Lantern. It can't be any worse than uh, Martin Campbell's <laughs> Green Lantern we got in two thousand ten or eleven, whenever that came out with uh, um, Ryan Reynolds slash Deadpool. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So we'll wrap up this this what if movies that almost were. Um, thanks for listening. Remember to check us out on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube or iTunes or one of those things, whatever you listen to us. And we're always glad to hear from you in whatever capacity, good or bad, positive or negative, throw it our way. It's just nice to know that you're there. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so remember to do that too. So, uh, with that, we'll close out this show. So this is Steven. And this is Dakota. Adios. Adios.